Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Banter Podcast. This is episode 40. Uh, this is your host, Ben Kern. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Luciano. Uh, Mike, my friend, uh, how I, you know, I was going to ask you how you're doing. I pretty much can guess how you're doing, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, how are you? Well, we just had an attempted coup d'etat here in the United States. I know you're over in jolly old England. I, how, how am I doing? I'm embarrassed to be an American. The United States was thoroughly humiliated on an international level on January 6, 2021. We were being mocked by Twitter accounts for authoritarian regimes expressing fake concern about our democracy here. And you know what? It was, it was warranted. It was warranted. We've been lecturing the world for a long time now on democracy, and we've waxed holier than thou about regimes that aren't democratic, that have voting irregularities and, and this, that, and the other thing. Here in the United States, we didn't have any voting irregularities. There was no widespread voter fraud. And yet one of the two parties in this country decided that it was going to pump lies about the election being stolen for Donald Trump. It was going to pump them out to the masses, and the masses ate it up. Tens of millions of Trump voters think the election was stolen. And we've been saying for a long time how dangerous this is. Even before the election, we were saying that Trump is going to say the election is rigged if he loses it. And he was saying it. He was telegraphing it, just like he did before the 2016 election. We said there was no way he was going to accept the results of this election. And the effect of that would be fairly predictable, that a lot of people would be very pissed off. A lot of people would be armed. A lot of people would come to the Capitol on Inauguration Day or the day they certified the results in Congress on January 6th. And that's exactly what happened. And then the president and his son and Rudy Giuliani, on the morning of January 6th, they spoke to a large MAGA crowd and they used extremely incendiary language. They said the election was rigged. The country's under attack. Giuliani said, we need to have trial by combat. That's a direct quote. And Trump told the crowd to march to the Capitol building and to show strength. And it was called the Save America March. So all of this, I'm not surprised at these people doing what they did. I am surprised that they got as far as they did thanks to the unpreparedness of the Capitol Police leadership, and we'll get into that. But this was a deadly coup attempt. This was a deadly insurrection that killed four MAGA terrorists, whatever, but also killed a Capitol Police officer named Brian Sicknick, who was just doing his job. And, and we'll, we'll get into that. But, you know, so much for law and order, so much for Blue Lives Matter, but just just an all around embarrassing, humiliating and tragic day for the United States of America. I mean, to be fair, we've been warning about this since 2015. I mean, I this was always going to happen. This this was in my mind, at least, you know, yes, it was it was incredibly shocking. Um, but, you know, what did they say? I shocked, but not surprised. Right. In, in that, you know, I was completely stunned by by the events. But this was always going to happen. This was always, you know, the danger of electing somebody like Trump, who ha who is a lying sociopath, that you know, who has control of the mob. 
that something like this was going to happen. I think his, you know, his niece, um, Mary Trump said it best that basically the loss of this election is like a psychic death for him, right? He, you know, he's a complete megalomaniac uh, and a narcissist and a sociopath. So he can't, he, he's unable to process this loss. And because he's unable to process this loss, I mean, this is what this is what his entire presidency has been about, right? That when he doesn't get his way, or people or people tell him no, people say, you know, you can't do that. He's incapable of of uh, behaving like a normal human being. He's incapable of empathy. He's incapable of uh, re- trying to reach consensus with people. You know, despite his much vaunted um, negotiating skills, the guy his entire philosophy in life is get what i want or everybody else gets destroyed you know and destro- and 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 that's exactly what's happened he he destroys everything that he touches anybody who's studied this guy you know and has gone over the record for the past 30 40 years this guy destroys everything that he touches he destroys his marriages he destroys the lives of women he comes into contact with he destroys businesses he destroys non-profits right there is nothing this guy doesn't wreck that he gets his hands on right um he's destroyed the careers of everybody around him everybody who served in that administration their careers are ruined and these are, and and you know you can go back to literally every single person who's worked in his administration they're not going to be able to work again Right, there it's it's a complete disaster, uh, and this is something that you know we have both been you know shouting and screaming about for for several years now that this is going to end really badly, really, really, really badly, and this is about as bad as it could get. I can't quite envision anything worse than this. I mean, the only reason why the insurgency why this attempted coup didn't happen is because of how unbelievably stupid these people are. The the Capitol Hill police, uh, basically, they were, you know, woefully unprepared for this. You know, uh, heads heads will roll. Heads have rolled and heads will, will roll. You know, they deserve a lot of blame in this for not being prepared for, for what happened. But, um, you know, the, the level of incompetence, stupidity... It was just insane, you know. The, you know, it was truly the Magamoron march, right? That was, um, you know, predictably just failed spectacularly. We've got a piece in the bands of this week. In fact, Justin Brazil wrote a piece on this. That basically the only thing they succeeded in doing is getting a police officer killed and making sure that Joe Biden was elected president within hours, right? So it failed on every single, you know, every single front. It, it, it's been a failure, and that's the only reason why. Is because you know the movement is packed full of idiots, right? And and that's and it's also you know Trump. That's one of the only things. Um, basically, fascism came to America, but it was basically helmed by a moron, right? Who who's so incompetent that he couldn't make it work. So in in spectacular Trump fashion, he's destroyed. He can't even pull off a coup because he's so incompetent. But nevertheless, the the consequences and just the attempt. Um, devastating, you know. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm in the UK at the moment. We 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 came here um, for various reasons. We came here several weeks ago, uh, and we can't really go back because of the because of the pandemic. Um, which I might add is a minor footnote uh, with this week's um, <laughs> this week's news. The pandemic's like, oh, you know, <laughs> that's that's uh, you know, thousand people a day are dying in the UK, um, 
and that seems to be everybody's talking about the US uh, the attempted coup in the US so that just shows you how sort of um, how much uh, influence this story is having all over the world and how shameful it is for, for America but where we live in DC was we was you know we were sent messages saying you know you don't leave the house because uh, it's a danger you know it's a dangerous and, and they called the National Guard in um, so this is, it's just, it's so humiliating. It's, and it's so stunning. Like, and I know, you know, um, everybody I know in America is, is they ashamed, you know? And, and amazingly, I've seen a lot of Republicans and Trump supporters who are expressing, you know, shame as well. I mean, I think finally the guy went, he's gone too far. You know, I never, every time he did something insane, you think he's pushed it too far, but this time he, he really has pushed it too far. He certainly has. And yes, by the way, here in the United States, we cracked uh, more than 4,000 COVID deaths on um, Thursday, I believe. And that wasn't even remotely close to being the top story because of, of what happened on Wednesday. But yes, we've been saying this for a while. And people have... Not only have some people said, oh, you're being ridiculous, you're being alarmist. They've, they've mocked us. Like Glenn Greenwald, people like him, you know, they, they've spent months just mocking the idea that, you know, the MAGA hats would be so angry that they would do something, anything like this. And of course, he's been proven wrong. And naturally, he hasn't admitted he's wrong. Uh, and he's not the only one, but he's been the most vocal on this, I think. But yeah, it, it was so messed up. Also, what's messed up, according to a YouGov poll that was released on Thursday morning, uh, 45% of Republican voters backed the assault on the Capitol, while 43% said they, quote, strongly or somewhat opposed the protesters' behavior. So in other words, we got a big problem here. We got a big, big problem. I mean, we knew we had a big problem, which was reconfirmed on a election day when Donald Trump got 74 million votes, 11 million more than he got last time. But when you see that almost half the Republican Party, half of Republican voters supported the attempted coup d'etat, that is wild. We got some serious problems. But just just real quick, I, I Ben, I don't know if you you were glued to the TV. I certainly was. I was ready to to sit here and watch hours of just procedural nonsense objections from Senate Republicans that would cause them to have debate on every single objected state. I was ready to just watch all of this nonsense on TV, which, which, and I did, but I had been watching the protesters all morning and I had noticed that they were increasingly making more and more headway. So there had been several perimeters set up fences set up around the Capitol, and those were gradually being breached. And in one case, it looked like a Capitol police officer even let them in. But so I'm watching them breach these fences, just getting closer and closer. And I'm just wondering, where is the backup here? Why isn't there more of a force? Why isn't the National Guard in here? I I didn't think much of it beyond that. But then they got on the Capitol steps. And I was like, all right, we, we have a serious situation on our hands. And then they get to the doors and I'm like, all right, well, they're at the doors. This is really messed up, but they're not going to get in. And then they get in and then they have to evacuate both chambers and they have to hurry lawmakers and their staff back to their offices and, and they're hunkered down in there as these maniacs 
run roughshod. They go around the chamber. They're in the, the chamber. They're going to offices. The guy in Pelosi's office, absolutely ridiculous. And as you mentioned, some heads have rolled. The, the Capitol Hill police chief, he's putting in his resignation. The House Sergeant of Arms has put in his resignation. The, the Senate Sergeant of Arms has put in his resignation. I think more heads are going to roll. I think police officers who, any police officer who uh, encouraged uh, or aided even breach these security checkpoints should be terminated and possibly even prosecuted. In addition to, of course, all of the, well, not pro, they're not protesters. They are rioters. They are domestic terrorists. They fit the textbook definition of a domestic terrorist. Terrorism is threatening people with violence in order to achieve a political outcome. And you could not come up with a better example of what we saw on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, look, and the interesting thing is that you've got Republicans and Trump supporters now also calling them terrorists as well. So I, don't, I think that that label is not in doubt now that I think it's pretty clear. Uh, I mean, you know, it was amazing to watch. Watch how quickly Trump hung them all out to dry. Within, you know, 12 hours, Trump was on TV, did, held a press conference, saying that they were like despicable and you know they're going to be prosecuted and they're uh you know they shamed the nation and you're thinking no wait a second man you you <laughs> literally 48 hours ago you were egging them on and telling them to storm the capital you know literally telling them you know that we're going to go and take our democracy back right <clears throat> so for, he, he, what was hilarious was him selling everybody out that fast um and you know they've i follow some i've got a uh I don't actually know him personally, but I follow his Facebook page. He's a, a cop in Chicago. He's a MAGA nut job. Um, and he's quite an influential, he's an ex-cop um, turned radio host uh, called Dominic Izzo. And um, I follow this guy's Facebook page and he's deep, deep, deep in the Trump movement. And you could just, I've been following the threads and it's just amazing that they would, they appeared to be genuinely stumped that Trump turned on them and that Trump um, uh, conceded as well. He, they couldn't believe it that he conceded defeat. And you're just thinking like, how dim-witted are these people that they genuinely believe that this guy was on their side? You know, they genuinely thought this is your leader, really, Donald Trump. This guy is the guy who's going to rescue America and, and he's the greatest leader, you know, since Abraham Lincoln. And they're com completely delusional. Um, he was, a, you know, he, he told everybody to march and then, then then fucked off to watch television. But, you know, apparently all the reports were that he was uh, uh, watching it all unfold on TV and was, 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 was absolutely delighted at what was happening. And then we now know that he, you know, um, he claimed that he called in the National Guard. He didn't. He didn't. Larry Hogan held a press conference and said that, that he tried to send the National Guard, the Maryland National Guard, down to D.C. But he, they, he kept getting told that he, that he didn't have any um, the authorization to do it. So it took about an hour and a half for the National Guard to finally come through, right? Because Trump was, uh, was delaying it. So, you know, this is like... I, this guy, he can't get away with this, you know. He absolutely cannot get away with this, and and this is, you know, we've, there's so many things to, so many aspects of this to discuss. But you know, obviously, the the one of the major ones is what happens to Trump now. Where does does this finally send enough Republicans over the edge for them to get rid of this guy? 
I mean, he's going in two weeks anyway, in 12 days, but that's still a lot of time for him to do some damage. Uh, you know, this guy has access to the nuclear codes. He's still the president of the United States. He can do a lot of damage. And I think it's going to be, you know, the, the, uh, it looks as of recording this, we're recording this on, on Friday evening, that they're not going to invoke the 25th Amendment. The, the people around Trump are too spineless to do that. Uh, but what they will, th- but the Democrats are going to, uh, are going to impeach him again. Uh, and I, I'm not sure whether they'll have enough votes in the Senate, but they might do this time. And I think it's a good thing that they go, um, that they impeach him. And then they also introduce, they also introduce, um, legislation, uh, that stops him from running again. They has to be, they have to vote on that too. Um, as I understand it, right. And the, you, you, they can actually block Trump from running it for president ever again. I think those, you know, that's gone anyway. Trump's after this little stunt, he's not. He, you know, there's no way he runs in 2024. But I think they have to make absolutely sure they can do that. You know, if they impeach him, if they're successful, they can also ensure that he never runs again. So I think that that's probably the best course of action if they can get the votes in the Senate. Uh, waiting it out is not an option. This guy has to face some consequences. There has to be, you know, they have to. To, to to punish this guy for this because it's 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 too much it's too much and I think that if they allow this to happen I mean it, it sets such a horrendous precedent that that it, it, no one's going to believe in the rule of law in America no one's going to believe that America is a functioning democracy if you can just run for president you know try to overthrow an election try to storm the capital and then nothing happens to you it's it's crazy I'm going to paraphrase the warden from Shawshank Redemption. I want Donald Trump impeached now, not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer came out on Thursday morning, I think it was, and they called on the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment to strip Trump of his presidential powers. And Pelosi added, if the cabinet doesn't do that, we may have to initiate articles of impeachment. Okay. I mean, first of all, the 25th Amendment has never been invoked, right? And it's meant to be invoked for presidents who are incapacitated, like in a coma or something. And then the cabinet conceivably would would gather, vote to remove the executive powers from the incapacitated president, thereby giving them to the vice president to make decisions. That's not what we have here. We have a very active president. So any invocation of the 25th Amendment would like require members of the cabinet to go around his back and have these like secret meetings and like whip votes and Pence would have to be in on it. That's not going to happen. These are Trump's handpicked stooges. They're not going to do that. There's not even going to be a will to do that, let alone – I like – it's just absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous to punt it, however temporary, to the cabinet. And then Pelosi sent members home. She said, you can go back to your districts now. So uh, they needed to stay in Washington. The House needed to stay in Washington and get moving on this. This man, like you said, can do a lot of damage in 12 days. And yeah, he's released a video saying that there will be a peaceful transition of power on January 20th. But he was reading off a teleprompter. How many times has this guy read off a teleprompter only to like five minutes later completely reverse himself? And I see people online who are like, oh, he's going to leave. Finally, good. I'm sorry. 
Have you seen anything in the last four or five years that leads you to believe that you can trust a single thing this guy says? I have not. In fact, I've seen behavior that leads me to believe that this isn't over yet. I I hope I'm wrong, but you cannot take this guy at his word. He needs to be impeached now and send it to the Senate. And maybe you don't get enough Republican senators. You probably won't. You'll get more than Romney. That, that's for sure this time around. But this guy is very dangerous. Put those senators in a spot where they have to vote on it and they can, conti- they can own that record. But he needs to be impeached now. And I think it's worth making Donald Trump the only president to be impeached twice. And it's also, it's the right thing to do. He incited an insurrection at the Capitol building. People in that building, rioters, the terrorists, the rioters in that building were saying things like, where are they? Talk about the lawmakers. Multiple rioters were asking, where's Pence? Because they had a yeah, plan to hang, go. They were, they were going to hang him. They had zip ties. They were ready to take hostages. And Trump called them. Trump called them. You know, he said, we love you. Go home. The election was rigged. But go home. Oh, yeah, the election was rigged. Like that was his message that was designed to calm them. That totally wasn't designed to calm them. This guy's ass needs to be impeached again right now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do agree. I, I wasn't sure what the dithering was about. It's just, yeah, why leave it, to, you know, why leave it to Pence to do anything about this, you know? You know, but it look it does look like that that's what's going to happen, that they are going to impeach him again. Um it will be interesting to see whether they get the votes. Uh, I, I've, you know, George Conway um, of the Lincoln Project, appears, he seems to think that there are enough Republicans from what he's hearing. Uh, there are enough Republicans that would get behind it. And, and I don't understand. It's in their interest to do this. It's in the, their interest. It mm. might be short-term pain. It's short-term pain. You know, you get the MAGA mob coming after them. But the fact is, is this the longer this guy stays around haunting the Republican Party, the worse it is for the Republican Party. The Republican Party cannot recover until it rids itself of Donald Trump. It is impossible to keep going as as it is. The guy is toxic. He's lost he's lost the you know he lost the presidency, he lost the Senate. Um you, you know, this guy is a a fucking disaster for the Republican Party. And everybody knew that he was a Repub- that, that he was going to be a disaster. They just didn't know how long it was going to be, how long it was going to take for him to completely destroy um, the GOP. But Can he had. No, yeah, of course. Go ahead. So I agree that he he's certainly destroyed the GOP in a way. And there are going to be fractures, I think, that emerge going forward. However, a lot of senators... And a lot of representatives who are Republicans are in states or districts that are very MAGA. And unfortunately, they don't really think about the future of the party, the future of the country. They think about their next election, right? Their next primary. And a lot of them are in positions where if they come out in favor of impeachment or conviction against Trump or even just against Trump in any way, even like some mild rhetoric, holding him responsible for what happened yesterday, which he is, mm. they know they're going to get a primary from someone who's very Trumpy. And they know yeah. that in many cases they're going to lose. So like this cowardice has been fueling Trump and the whole MAGA movement. 
almost more than anything. Like Trump is one guy, but he has had so many people who have enabled him along the way because they're afraid of losing their seats or they want to win a seat. So I think long term, I think you're right, like that, that this will do lasting damage to the Republican Party. But in the short to medium term, not as many Republicans as we would like are going to be running for the hills when it comes to this guy. Some will, some in the purple, purple districts and purple states, yes, quite possibly, and even light red districts and light red states. But there are a whole bunch of people in Congress who have seats, and they're going to need to rely on the MAGA vote in 2022, 2020, 2024, and beyond. Yes. I mean, look, you're pretty, you know, and this is why um, I would probably, if I were to bet, I would say that they won't get enough votes for impeachment because, um, you know, these basically they're cowards uh, and they're mostly worried about their. Uh, re-election rather than doing what's right for the country um, but you know if you were thinking long term if you were uh, you know the GOP if you were one, one of the uh, the kind of the shadowy boss figures in the GOP you would be begging them to, to impeach this guy you would be begging them you'd say get rid of this guy we have to get rid of this guy and we have to make sure that he cannot run again because if he runs again you know he's gonna. It's it's we're gonna have an, a repeat of the last five years. You know we have to go through. We'll have to go through. Imagine all of twenty twenty three is consumed with Trump, right? Then let's say maybe he gets elected again, right? Then you've got another, you know, four four years at a minimum, right? If he gets elected again, I mean, I'm sure. I I think it's. I don't see it happening, but I said that last time. So, you know, the guy is, is, uh, there's one thing I've learned over time is never to underestimate this guy. This guy is dangerous. He's dangerous until he's dead. And, and even fucking coronavirus couldn't finish him off. Right. You know, there's, there's, there are very, very few things that stop this guy. Right. He's, it's the only, you know, I kind of get, you've got to give it to the guy. Yeah. He doesn't go away. He doesn't, he, he, the guy fights, you know? So I think you need to do everything in your part. The GOP needs to do everything in its power to, to, to get rid of this guy. And now they've got the perfect moment. They have the absolute perfect moment to do it. And, and one hopes that they would, they would at least consider taking some sort of action. But, you know, yeah, I think it's unlikely, but I do think, you know, you're right. They need to go on record as voting to acquit. It will be interesting because I think the articles of impeachment will be, it will be so clear. It will be so damning. The evidence will be, it will be absolutely devastating, you know, and it will be in incredibly clear language uh, what this guy has done. And, you know, if they vote to acquit this guy, yeah, they live, they live forever in shame supporting this guy they supported him and then they let him off the hook and they basically signaled to every future wannabe dictator that this is okay and that's hey. on them hey you know what i just remembered democrats retook the senate <laughs> oh gosh yeah in other news <laughs> in other no, news I, I mean wait I, I mean, do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to t- do a quick uh, check-in about the reputation reputation rehabilitation uh, tour that some Trumpers are taking, or should we save that to the end? We'll save that to the end. I mean, we got to discuss the. Uh, I mean, the Senate victory. I mean, this was huge news, right? The Senate victory was absolutely colossal news. It, um, it, all it, of three days ago. 
Was it three days? Yes. When, when yeah, we're, been a- we're, we're recording on a, a th- on a Friday, and it was on a Tuesday that the Democrats, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, won their respective elections, and which means the Democrats will have a 50-50 uh, well, the, the, Senate. the Senate will be split 50-50, and of course, once uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is sworn in, it, sworn in, she would cast any ties in the Senate. So it is Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, which sounds beautiful. Uh, effectively, Joe Manchin is <laughs> the most powerful man in the Senate. But in, look, in the coming weeks, we'll talk about you know what what the Senate can can do, and what Joe Biden will be able to do now with a narrow majority in the House, and of like the, literally the narrowest majority you could possibly have in the Senate. And I hate to make this about Trump, but I think Trump lost Georgia. I think he oh, lost oh, the yeah. Senate for Republicans. I think he he just gave so many mixed messages. On one hand, he was saying vote. On the other hand, he was saying Georgia was stolen for him, and. He and even if he didn't lose Georgia, even if like that's not the analysis, there's there, it, like even if that's, that's not the analysis, there's no way you can like literally say, oh, he definitely lost that. That's almost like an unknowable thing. I think maybe some like pollster will eventually prove me wrong, but I do think that the results in Georgia, which has gone red in every presidential election between 1996 up to 2016. When it goes blue in 2020 in the presidential race, and we get two Democratic senators in the in the runoffs, not and just I, two I, dem, not just two Democratic senators, a black man and, and a, a Jewish Jew. man, yeah, yeah, a black guy and a Jewish guy, and but so what I think this might signal, talking about Republicans in in purple states that I mentioned, maybe Trump can't get you at least the general election win that you need. He might be able to get you a primary win, but once you get to the general, are you going to be able to wash that stink off? So I think between between that, if you're a Republican, you had to ask yourself like that question. Then we get the insurrection the next day that Trump incited. I think Trump really did himself a lot of damage. I think he's still going to be the de facto leader of the public of the Republican Party once he's out of office. Really? Even well, after, even after, even after this week, I, I do. If he wants to be, because nobody else has the pull right now. I mean, that could certainly change over the next four years. It, it, it could, but right now he would be the de facto leader of the party, and I think he would have a hell of a lot more sway if he didn't pull the garbage that he pulled with the ahead of the insurrection and basically encouraging them, and even if he had just. You know, even if Republicans had lost one of the seats in Georgia, mm. Republicans still maintain control of the Senate, and Trump still looks like he can play kingmaker. I think he has been, I think he's been substantially weakened uh, in terms of his his role as the de facto leader. He's still the de facto leader, but I I don't think he's going to have as much pull going forward. Yeah, I, I wrote about that this this week. Um, that essentially. You know, I think what you're looking at now is a situation of of leaderlessness in in the GOP. Uh, that Mitch McConnell, look, the MAGA base hates Mitch McConnell, right? They hate anybody that's turned out against Trump. They hate, they hate, you know, they hate the establishment, right? And you've got a severely weakened Trump. 
Um, now Mitch McConnell is no—he's no longer Senate Majority Leader, right? So there's not much he can do when he's in power. Like he has to—he's going to be like any other run-of-the-mill senator, right? He's got to get in line. He's got to build consensus. He's got to work with the Democrats. He's got to do things that he hates doing. Um, so there are basically no leaders now in the GOP, and I think this spells disaster for the party in the coming years. I think this is really, really, really bad. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a split. I wouldn't be surprised if enough, um, because there's enough dissent in the in the Republican Party now for them to build some sort of alternative institution. You know, uh, to, because you've got what do you do with the MAGA mob? It's impossible to keep these guys on side. Right, you can't keep them on the side unless you throw them enough red meat. You throw them enough red meat, and then what happens? Basically, you can't win elections anymore. You can't win general elections. I mean, we we always got to re- remember that Trump. I mean, he barely won in um, uh, in 2016. I mean, it was a fluke. He he, the guy got fucking lucky in um, in 2016. He really did, right? He won by a f- uh, you know he won by a few thousand votes in key states, right? Um, and lost the popular vote, overwhelmingly lost the popular vote, right? It was, Clinton smashed him in the popular vote. It wasn't even close, right? So this guy um, got in by sheer luck, right? And the Republicans basically, what they did is they staved off their demise uh, by another four years, by a fluke, right? And that's why I think Mitch McConnell has been so gung-ho about, you know, ramming through all these tax cuts and stacking the courts. It's because he knows, he knows that the Republicans are facing, first of all, a demographic ticking time bomb. Um, and second of all, um, you know, they, there aren't any other, any charismatic leaders. They don't have a charismatic leader. Trump was the guy. Trump was their guy who could, who could kind of unify the party almost. Um, and now he's gone and he's destroyed himself. So I think that they're they're in real trouble heading forward. Um, you know, and the loss of the Senate, that's a huge blow to them. You know, they, they were going to, they were planning on obstructing everything. You know, it was going to be a repeat of the, of the, you know, Obama's second term where Mitch McConnell basically just did everything in his power to block everything Obama tried to do. And they were planning on doing exactly the same with Joe Biden. You know, if anybody thought there was going to be this was going to be a new era, post-Trump era, when they were going to work together and the Senate was going to go back to business as usual, no, like, you have to you're incredibly naive to think that Mitch McConnell was a ruthless son of a bitch, right? The only language the guy understands is power, right? And 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 how to how to accumulate it, how to how to gain power and how to exert it, um, and now he's lost that. Um, you know, and yes, it's a razor thin majority in the Senate, but I think it's enough. You know, I think it's enough for Biden to get a lot done. I don't think we're going to see anything like you know, we're not going to see. Uh, there's going to be no packing of the Supreme Court. You know, I think that you know they're not going to. Re- I don't think they're going to get rid of the filibuster. I don't think they. You know, that that might be a bit much of an ask. Um, you've got to get too many votes to do that. But you know, they can do a lot, and it basically gives Biden. Uh, at least over the next two years, it gives him some latitude to move, and that's a that's a damn good thing, man. And that was really good. It was, it was a very very. It was a great day on Tuesday, you know, when when those election results came in. Uh, that they, I didn't think they were going to do it. I, I genuinely thought they thought I thought Warnock might win, uh, but I thought Ossoff was going to have had it was going to have a harder time of it. Um, but they both won. I mean, that's amazing. You know, what what an amazing uh, victory 
than that was yeah. to take to take Georgia is incredible. Yeah, I can't uh, believe they did it either. I mean, we yeah. were we were skeptical going into that runoff. Um, yeah, 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 right. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, this just came across. Democrats plan to introduce articles of impeachment as early as Monday. So okay. it's it's not it's Good. not now, but it's. Now it's, enough. It, yeah, it's – well, I just wish they'd get back as soon as possible and, and just go through with this. But uh, uh, real quick before we go. Um, so before we got on, you and I talked about the uh, – how we're going to have all of these these Trump administration officials. Or they're going to they're going to be out of office in January 20th. Some of them have already resigned, citing Wednesday's insurrection encouraged by Donald Trump – the attempted coup d'etat encouraged by Donald Trump. Some of them like Betsy DeVos and Elaine Chow, who's the transportation secretary and wife of Mitch McConnell, leave and cited – they cited Wednesday as a reason why they resigned from, from the administration. We're going to get a lot of this, and we've already gotten a lot of this. Trump officials resigning, finding their moral compass at the 11th hour. Do not believe it. These people knew what they were getting into. And contrary to what Mick Mulvaney, his former budget director and former chief of staff said, you know, Mick Mulvaney came out and said uh, he resigned his post as special envoy to Northern Ireland last week. And he came out and said, clearly, Trump is not the same as he was eight months ago. Uh. (laughs) And he also said, this is not what we signed up for. Bullshit. This is exactly what you signed up for. You knew what you were getting into. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is saying he has opposed the he's he's opposed Donald Trump's rhetoric and language for the last four years. He actually really? said that. He tried to get away with saying that. As if we were all just born yesterday and have Amazing. no recollection of him kissing Trump's ass for four years. And it's just really gross. Alyssa Farah, she's another one. She was the White House communications director, i.e. she was the head of the lie factory for the Trump administration. And who, by the way, used to write for me when I was running the breaking news section at Mike.com, if you can believe that. She came out and said uh, – she gave an interview to Politico and said she resigned because she knew where this was heading. And she knew that, you know, Trump was, I don't know what she said exactly, but it was this whole just self-righteous song and dance about how like she did the right thing. She was on one of the morning shows Thursday morning, uh, Friday morning. She was on MSNBC, I believe, on Friday afternoon. And people are giving her this platform to like air her story and just like her internal moral struggle. Do not believe any of it. Don't believe any of her story. Don't believe any of these other stories because these people, like you said, Ben, they're going to be unemployable Like for most companies. There was a story in Politico how Trump staffers are basically admitting that they're having a hard time finding work because of who they work for currently or used to work for. And they should. You know, The people who uh, engage in, in corruption for this man, they should be indicted and they should go to prison. And if nobody committed any actual crimes, like Kaylee McEnany, I don't know if she committed any crimes. If she didn't, she should definitely face ostracism. She should definitely find it hard to find a way to make a living because 
there has to be consequences for this. You cannot support the most corrupt, most mendacious president in U.S. history and lie for him and do his bidding for him in his administration and have there be no consequences and just leave like, and, and go on to the next thing and get paid money to do whatever it is. Like this administration in the last four years was a totally normal episode in American history because it was not. Well, according to Lindsey Graham, according to Lindsey Graham, that like uh, uh, now, now's the time to we we have to move on because Trump did a great oh, speech and apparently we have to we have to move on. So, uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham, I hope this. I mean, unfortunately, this guy is still going to be a senator. Uh, but he said, "Here we are. This is Lindsey Graham's speech." He said, "As President Trump stated last night, it's time to heal and move on." If Speaker Pelosi pushes impeachment in the last days of the Trump presidency, it will do more harm than good. I'm hopeful President-elect Biden sees the damage that will be done from such action. Yes. And thus, the rewriting of history begins. And thus, you know, let's just move on. It never happened. You know, everyone just, we, we you know, Trump, that chapter ends. You know, Trump will go back to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, you know, everybody who works in his administration will get nice jobs in consulting companies um, and on, uh, you know, Newsmax or Fox News or whatever. And no, I think that this cannot happen. This ha- there has to be massive recriminations, massive, massive recriminations. These people shamed. They need to, you know, I mean, DC already is not friendly to anyone uh, to, to to Trump people, uh, but at the very least, you know, they're going to leave dc for good right never come back you're never working in capital again ever and they should be hounded they should be literally hounded for the rest of their lives for their time working for this guy you know you you get nothing see what else did you see what else graham said well He, he said something about how he said you know building on what he said about impeachment any attempt to impeach president trump would not only be unsuccessful in the senate but would be a dangerous precedent for the future of the presidency it will take both parties to heal the nation. Did you know that, Ben? It's going to take the Republican Party to help heal the nation. The arsonists apparently want to now help put out the fire. You have to be joking. You have to be joking. You really do. I mean, look, you know, it, 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 it's a very, very difficult situation going forward now because, you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, right? The poor guy is tasked now with trying to fix this mess, right? But, you know, and this is something that I've been thinking about for quite some time now, is that essentially, you know, you listen to interviews with the rioters, with the people who were storming the Capitol, right? And they genuinely believed that they were uh, taking back their country, that the election had been stolen, right? There, There is no basis for discussion with these people. None. Zero. Zilch. There's no rational, reasonable conversation you can have with a MAGA nut job. You can't. It's, it's just not possible, right? They're not living in the same reality that we are. So how do you go about healing a nation? It, I, I think it's impossible. You know, I really do. I think it's really – I think the only thing to do is to at least for in, at least for now is to contain these people, you know, is to ensure that they are disenfranchised as much as possible. And 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 you know make sure that they not too heavily armed and uh, you know they can't get anywhere near the capital again they can't get anywhere near DC I mean that's the only thing you can really do monitor them you know get the FBI to monitor these people to make sure they don't try this shit again but you know there there is like the the, the cats out of the bag you know Donald Trump unleashed a monster he's unleashed a monster and I don't know how 
we get past that. And I don't think we can, like at least not in the short term, not for not for quite some time. You know, this is basically what we're dealing with here is a sort of Israel-Palestine situation where you have two sides that are just, you know, they're at loggerheads because they can't ag- agree on any sort of basis for reality, right? The two, Their two perception of what's happening and who's to blame are so wildly different that you can't speak to them anymore. Uh, there's no basis for negotiation, you know, and I, you know, and look, at least with the Israelis and the Palestinians, both sides are, you know, re- pretty well educated uh, and, and, um, intelligent but in this situation you've got 50% of the country that's educated and cultured and reasonable and sane and then you've got the other 50% that are just fucking batshit crazy and I don't see how you you know how do you deal with that I, I don't know I think it's difficult one final point on Lindsey Graham just before we got on here a video emerged of him at one of the airports one of the DC I've air- seen this. This is airports amazing. Yeah. He he is being surrounded by MAGA and QAnon nutjobs. Can we play the audio? Yeah, let's play the audio. Born and raised in South Carolina. You get the idea. It goes on like that for another forty seconds. You, you uh, can't really hear what they're saying, but who you know? Traitor. <laughs> they're saying traitor, yeah. and at one point he's called a pedophile. And so Graham right. is surrounded, but by what looks like I don't know. At least could be 15, could be 30 people. I, you can't really tell how many people are, are surrounding him, but he's, you know, he's sitting in a chair waiting to board a flight and these people are all around him. And then there's airport security or, or police. I don't know what, and they're, they're just standing in between Graham and this mob. And, and Graham is kind of, you know, he brought this on himself uh, in large part, but this is also very dangerous, you know, because Senators do not routinely have a security detail at the airport. I don't know if this is a security detail that he had or if these officers needed to be summoned. But, you know, senators and representatives, they they routinely fly, you know, in, in the same planes that, that we fly in. And all it takes is just one nut job to recognize that person and and do who knows what. You know, they've already passed through airport security, yes, but like you don't need a gun or a knife to really mess somebody up. I, I mean, this is this is dangerous stuff. And and this is like you said, Ben, they've a monster has been created here. A, a monster that that goes beyond Trump. And and we're looking at it right now. Trump could keel over today. And these people who are hectoring Graham at the airport will still be here tomorrow. And this is just extremely dangerous. And like I said, we've been saying it for months and months and months, and now it's come to a head. And now the Republican Party gets to own this. Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. They get to own it. And I have absolutely zero sympathy for Lindsey Graham whatsoever. It's kind of like that woman, um, Ashley Babbitt, who was shot dead um, um, on Capitol Hill as she tried to break into the building. Uh, you, you know, this is a, a, a extremist MAGA nutjob who, um, you know, 
it's now she's <laughs> she's a martyr because she uh she died for the cause but you just think like you know i had a hard time having any sympathy for her whatsoever obviously you know i don't wish people ill i don't wish people dead or you know to physical pain to come to them but you also i mean i i have absolutely zero sympathy for her whatsoever she tried to storm the capital with a bunch of deranged fascist lunatics uh, you know uh, who are threatening to hang the vice president um you know they took you know as we discussed earlier you know they they've been found with bomb with bombs all sorts of weapons i mean what did she think was going to happen you know the police were right. telling her to stop there were guns drawn she could see people having guns there were guns drawn at her uh, yet she still tried to push her way through the door i mean yeah zero sympathy and if lindsey graham lindsey graham is going to be followed by these nut jobs that he's been feeding red meat to for the past four years. Lindsey Graham won his won won his Senate campaign by activating the MAGA nutjobs in South Carolina. Right? These are this is his audience. These are the people that he's he lay down with these guys. You you know you you lie down with dogs and you get fleas. You know, if, right? Exactly. If, I, I have. Something, uh, Something happens to him. Something happens to I. I don't. You know. Look. Yes. You know. That's what happens. That's what you get. You know. It's exactly what happens. And uh, I I don't have sympathy for any of the four MAGA hats who stormed the Capitol with the intent of overthrowing the American Republic. I I really do not. And I'm not going to sit here and wax. I don't wax poetic about. Oh, the American public, a democracy, as much as other Americans. But what they tried to do yesterday was basically try to steal an election. They wanted, however incompetent their effort was, let that not distract from where their hearts and minds were. And that was making Donald Trump dictator. And I know they thought the election was stolen from him, but guess what? It wasn't. They wanted to make Donald Trump dictator. And they wanted to overturn, they wanted to steal an election and overturn American democracy. And so I have absolutely zero th- sympathy for any of the, the, the MAGA people who died trying to overthrow the government. I do have sympathy for the family of Brian Sicknick, who was the Capitol Police officer who died in this, this coup attempt. Yes, I mean, my, I guess so. Yeah, my only point was uh, no. I think one of the things also that's going to come out of this is, is that I think what we're about to see is a sort of um, a green wall type fracturing um, on the right, right? That the far right begins to hate the GOP establishment more than they hate the left, right? And that's I think that's a good thing. You know, the fact that they are blaming Mike Pence for this. Right, the fact that they've turned their fire on Mike Pence and all these other and Lindsey Graham, I think is actually, you know, this is this is actually good news for the left, because it means, you know, basically more infighting uh, on on the right. You know, it'd be harder for them to unify now uh, that they're now so angry at all these people who have um, who have apparently, uh, be, you know, abandoned Trump and have been, have been traitors. So, you know, that's the only thing that I will say that I, th- I think it, this is a sort of a positive. That, you know, Glenn Greenwald spends his entire time attacking centrist leftists or people who are moderate, moderately left because he views them as a greater threat to, you know, 
his utopia um, than, you know, fascists on the right. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, that's, that's an, it's an interesting development. And we'll, I, I'm curious to see how all these people, uh, how they survive over the next few years, whether they do or not, because these guys are, are crazy. You know, one of the most dramatic implosions of an American political party was the Whig Party. And the issue there, because there are a lot of Northern Whigs and a lot of Southern Whigs heading into the Civil War. Mm. And the the Northern Whigs, they were anti-slavery for the most part. The Southern Whigs, they were pro-slavery. Civil War comes to a head and kaboom. So maybe going forward for the Republican Party, Trumpism will be the hot button issue. You'll have pro-Trump Republicans and anti-Trump Republicans, and maybe it's just not able to work. By the way, real quick, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Glenn Greenwald. I just want to mention something about Matt Taibbi because you know those two are two peas in a pod, and also Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley, of course, he's the most vocal objector, even more so than Ted Cruz, alleging voter fraud. He objected to results from uh, multiple states, of course. And Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri, he's pretending that this was all fake. And uh, now Josh Hawley is sad because Simon & Schuster, the publisher, has said it will no longer publish his book. I guess he had a book deal with them, and now he's going to sue. He's going to sue them, and he's saying his First Amendment rights have been violated. And Josh Hawley, he went to Yale Law School. He knows that his First Amendment rights aren't being violated here. It is not possible for a private entity to violate one's First Amendment rights. But Matt Taibbi comes in, and he tweets out, oh, like basically that this is very disturbing because censorship and and big tech and implying like, oh, what if what if books book publishers start to censor books on big tech? Then what? And it's like, Matt, shut the fuck up. Just give it a rest. Give it a rest. I'm sorry. I had to squeeze that in there. I saw it just before we came on, and it just really annoyed me. No, I mean, look, Matt, Matt Taibbi had been publishing articles leading up to this, basically saying that, you know, uh, nothing really changed under Donald Trump, that everything was just as, as normal. You know, it was a whole lot of fuss about nothing, and leftists got themselves in a real tizzy over absolutely nothing. Uh, and then Trump incited a mob to storm the Capitol building. I mean, it, it, let's say that article of his is not going to age well. No, none of them are. But like, it's not like they'll ever acknowledge that they were wrong. You know, no, of course, you 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 can't, you can't. No, they got a grift going. Yeah, exactly. Leftist grifters got a grift. But I think uh, we'll end it on that positive note. We'll end it on that delightful note. So we're in the middle of a global, a global pandemic with the death toll is uh, reaching astronomical proportions. Uh, we've just witnessed a fascist uh, uprising and attempted coup in the United States. Uh, but on the plus side, there is a vaccine uh, and the vaccine has been rolled out. Uh, and that's I'm going to think about that and that only because this week has been uh, pretty goddamn horrendous. Yeah, actually, and the Senate victories. You know, that was great. So look, let's leave it. We'll leave it on that. I, uh, If anybody uh, has, is enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a Bantam member. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. You can sign up at the bottom of the article link. There is a 50% off discount uh, for anybody who wants it. Um, that would be awesome. Um, Mike, anything else from you, my friend, before we, before we go and try and survive at least for the next week? We just got to get rid of this guy. We do. There's no telling what he's capable of. We just got to get rid of him. Yes. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, my friend. Until next week. And bye, everybody. And be safe. Wear a mask. Please wear a mask. And don't go outside because it's getting really, really nasty.